You are now listening to Lady Denim. Kick back and enjoy the ride. When faced with adversities, there is a fight-or-flight response that is triggered within us. Each hardship is unique and does not have a one-size-fits-all solution. As the epinephrine pumps fiercely into the bloodstream, it is up to you on what to do with it. Will you stay and valiantly fight to the very end? Or will you tug in your tails and head for the hills? Today, we are going to get well acquainted with three feminine forgotten faces of valorous heroines you've never heard about. When the Romans conquered southern England in AD 43, most Celtic tribes were beaten into submission. But the Romans let Brasuticus, who was the king of the Iceni tribe of East Anglia, hold onto his title as ruler forcing his hand in an alliance with the Roman Empire. But when he died leaving behind a wife and two daughters without a male successor to the throne in AD 60, all hell would break loose. The Roman Emperor at the time Nero would defile Brasutico's wishes for his daughters to inherit his kingdom. The Romans annexed his kingdom and stripped his family's land and property, leaving them bare. And honey, if that wasn't cold-blooded enough. Our first forgotten face, Boudica, wife of Brasuticus, was publicly flogged mercilessly among her people and Roman sadists alike. Her body was painted in her own blood, each blow tearing into her exposed wounds. The torture did not end there for the queen of the Iceni, as she was forced to watch the brutal rape of her beloved virgin daughters. This unforgivable act would spark a raging fire within her shaken spirit. Boudica vowed to seek vengeance, saying, Nothing is safe from Roman pride and arrogance. They will efface the sacred and will deflower our virgins. Win the battle or perish, that is what I, a woman, will do. And so she tirelessly trained as a warrior, mastering fight techniques and the use of weapons. When the time was right, she would lead the Iceni and other British tribes in revolt. Boudica and her swarm of scorned souls would descend upon Camelotinum, snatching the lives of unsuspecting Roman soldiers. They would then pounce on Lardinium where the Roman governor, Gaius Suetonius Padones, awaited their arrival when he first got wind of their rebellion. But honey, Boudica and her army of rebels would swoop down on Latinium, draining the blood from many Roman soldiers, leaving every stone unturned. Unable to defend the settlement, the abashed Roman governor would abandon it and evacuate his remaining troops. 
and after that ordeal, the rebel army would then burn down Lardinium and Verlamium. But because Suetonius could not accept defeat, he came back from Wales and marshaled his army to confront the vengeful rebels. And sadly, this would be the last battle for the warrior queen of the Iceni, as Suetonius and his small fleet of soldiers would live to see victory. She and her daughters would have their final dance with death by ingesting poison in order to evade capture. But Boutica and her swarm of vengeful souls would claim 70,000 to 80,000 lives during the revolt, causing quite a stir within Nero. Well, honey, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. You'd best keep your nose clean, fellas. <laughs> Our second forgotten face is as fearless as our first. In 1525, the Portuguese sprung an attack on the South Carnava coast in India, destroying the Mangalore port. And just right next to it, the Ulal was a prosperous port and hub of the spice trade to Arabia and other countries in the west. So it was no surprise the Portuguese had their eyes on it. But honey, little did they know how much trouble one itty-bitty woman would give them over four decades. Our second forgotten face's name is Abaka Roni, Queen of Tolunato. Wave after wave of strategic attacks from the Portuguese would be wiped away like the sweat from her brow, even with the assistance of her salty, heartbroken ex-husband, the King of Banghera. Later in 1569, the warrior queen was also very skilled in using the Agnivana, and she rode her horse straight into battle. From 1525 to 1569, blood would be spilt on the glossy sands of the port, and despite in 1569, when the Portuguese regained control of the Mangalore port, Abacarani would remain a force to be reckoned with. Her army consisted of people of all sex and caste, including the Mogaveras, a fisherfolk community. She even forged alliances with the Zamorin of Calicut and other Muslim rulers south of Tolonato. However, in 1570, following the losses and her ex-husband's betrayal, Abaga lost the war and was arrested and jailed. Even in prison, she revolted and spent her last breath fighting for justice. The beautiful, quick-witted, fearless warrior queen was revered as a caring ruler who worked her finger to the bone for independence and justice. And honey, if you ask me, she is truly a symbol of India's once prosperous and progressive presence. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those two lovely heroines definitely shatter the red pill ideology of what women should be, huh? <laughs> oh, but there is one more forgotten face to uncover. So put on your goggles and make sure to keep your mouth closed. Where we're going, bugs will love to venture down your throat. <laughs> September 1st. 1939 would have sparked the beginning of World War II, and over the next six years, 40 million to 50 million people would lose their lives, leaving remnants of pain, destruction, and sorrow, forever tainting a piece of history. 
There are many stories of the brave and honorable men who fought valiantly in the war against the pitiless blood drunk Nazis, and there will be some forgotten faces in the future for us to uncover. But today, we will unmask our third forgotten feminine face, or shall I say, extra faces. <laughs> They are called the Night Witches, and Sugar, under the Cloak of Darkness, they were a German Nazi's worst nightmare. When Adolf Hitler had launched Operation Barbarossa, his massive invasion of the Soviet Union in June 1941, the Soviets had their backs sprawled up against the wall. By fall, the Germans were pressing Moscow, Leningrad was under siege, and the Red Army was struggling. Using female bombarders certainly wasn't a first choice, but the idea took off as the Soviets were getting desperate. The Night Witches were the 588th Bomber Regiment made up to be exclusively women of the Soviet Air Forces. And the squadron was led by a woman named Marina Raskavoy. Ooh, I love the way her name rolled off my tongue. And I know you damn well loved it too. <laughs> but I digress. However, some of the mechanics and other operators were indeed men. The calculating female aviators flew in darkness in bare-bones plywood biplanes, creeping up on unsuspecting Nazis. The whooshing sound made by the planes was the only warning Germans had before bombs would descend upon them. Like a cat pouncing on vermin. The planes were too small to show up on radar, and these audacious women never used radios. Almost like ghosts cruising in the dark skies. And honey using their specialized techniques. In all, they dropped more than 23,000 tons of bombs on Nazi targets. Talk about badassery. However, despite proving themselves to be of value, the women did face scrutiny from their male counterparts who wholeheartedly believed the women couldn't hold their weight when it came to combat effort. So while on the ground, they faced sexual harassment long nights and grueling conditions. Honey, as if it wasn't enough to be a damn woman. Oof. Altogether, these daredevil heroines flew more than 30,000 missions in total, or about 800 per pilot and navigator. Sadly, they lost 30 pilots during combat, but 24 of the flyers were awarded the title Hero of the Soviet Union. Raskavoy, the leader of the movement, tragically died on January 4th, 1943. When she finally was sent to the front line, her plane never made it. And Hani, despite being the most highly conferred unit in the Soviet Air Force, the Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the end of World War II. And when it came to the big Victory Day Parade in Moscow, they weren't included, because apparently their planes were too slow. Hmm. Sounds like a bunch of man-babies couldn't fathom being shown up by the mere touch of a woman in battle. But honey, these brave women will be recognized for their sacrifice and honor, especially by yours truly. <laughs> in 
the end, we are all human, and our capabilities can exceed beyond expectations if we believe in ourselves first. Danger is a second motivator, and when we are put into such situations, we either react or crumble under pressure. And on that note, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Insta at the Lady of Denim Podcast underscore. You can also follow my main Insta and Twitter at a denim arm. Be sure to follow and like my Facebook page at the Lady of Denim Podcast. Mwah. Until next time, darling.